0: We're so glad that you're with us this Christmas Eve. Um, friends, this is a family service, which means it's a service for everyone, but especially for children. If you're uh, new to Double Grace, we're so glad that you are here. Now, we've got a tradition that we uh, just started the first time last time, so it's not quite a tradition, but I'm speaking it into existence here. Every time we read Scripture... Because Scripture is God's Word on family services, I'm going to end with saying, this is what God has to say, and then you respond, especially you children, with, we listen and obey. Okay, so let's try it real quick. This is what God has to say. We Great job. All right, let's listen to God's Word. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby How many of you like birthdays? Yeah, birthday parties? One time, my parents threw me a surprise party. Surprise sur—surprise birthday party. It was the best birthday of my life. Best birthday, surprise party. I didn't know it, but my parents had invited all my friends and all my family behind my back on the best things someone can ever do behind your back. When I walked in, I remember seeing all my friends and family being totally surprised. It was amazing. Now, Christmas is like a surprise birthday party because it is Jesus's birthday, which, by the way, the very best birthday is your first birthday. Think about that. But Jesus was not the one surprised. In fact, it was everyone else who was surprised. Everyone else, Jesus, knew what was happening. It was a reverse surprise birthday. And that's why Christmas is full of surprises. Hopefully, you don't know what surprises are coming. Some of you, I'm sure, have cheated and looked underneath the tree, maybe opened the package, or maybe looked at the Amazon uh, orders list, and you know it's coming. But surprises are good. They're good and beautiful, especially when God... So, we're going to look this morning at three Christmas surprises, children. Three Christmas surprises. And the way we're going to do this, every time you hear me say, huge surprise, you're going to say, glory to God in the highest. Okay, let's practice that. It was a huge surprise. Glory, glory to God in the highest. It was a huge surprise. Glory to God. Uh, all right, I'm going to try to catch you off guard, but you got to be listening. Get, uh, put on your ears. Now, first surprise, the first Christmas, people had not heard from God for a very long time. Malachi was the last prophet to speak to the people. And Malachi ends his book with a very scary warning. He says, a day of fire and judgment are coming for any who does not repent. A day of destruction. And then all of a sudden, there were 400 years of silence. That's longer than our country has been around. 400 years. Had he given up on Israel? Where was God? And then there were these shepherds watching their sheep at night. They had to sleep at night in the fields with their sheep to protect them from wolves and bears. And then in verse 9, it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. An angel appeared. That was a huge surprise. Glory to God. There is no electricity, no lights. Can you imagine that? A really, really dark night. And all of a sudden, this person appears. You can understand why they would be terrified. Shepherds had to fight bears and lions and robbers. They're strong, brave men. But every time a person sees an angel in the Bible, they're terrified. Now, angels are God's servants and messengers. They're heavenly creatures. It says, when the angel appeared, the glory of the Lord shone all around them. That's the reason for fear. You see, the Lord's glory in Scripture is like fire. Think about Moses in the burning bush. Think about the brightest, most beautiful light you've ever seen. And then think about it like it was right there in front of you. That'd be scary, wouldn't it? It'd be like if the sun came down into your field. That is what God's glory is like. It's so bright and so beautiful that no bad can stand it. If you have any bad or sin in you. It even hurts you. And remember what God's last words were, the promise of judgment. So maybe as they saw this angel, they thought, oh, God is coming to fulfill his promise to judge us for our disobedience. But what is the first thing the angel says? He says in verse 10, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. This is a message of joy. It's actually a birthday invitation. And we all know that birthday parties are happy occasions. So the first surprise was an angel with good news, not bad news. Now listen to the angel's invitation. There's going to be three names. Look at verse 11. He says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What were the three names? You can speak out loud. Preaching is a participation sport. (laughs) Savior. What else? Messiah. And Lord. Savior, Messiah, and Lord. God told his people that he would send a Messiah who would save Israel. And the angel says, it's that Messiah's birthday. He's here. Now that's surprising already, but there's a bigger surprise in the other name. The angel calls the baby the Lord. It's the same word used in verse 9. When it says the angel of the Lord, it's the Lord. Or the glory of the Lord. That's the special name used of Israel's God in the Old Testament. The Lord called Abraham. The Lord, saved to his people from Pharaoh. In the Bible, this is the one who created everything. It's the Lord who made the stars and the sky and the sun and the moon. And he's glorious. Remember that great big fire. He's a sun. You could not come into the tabernacle, into the Holy of Holies, because God was there and his glory was dangerous. That's the Lord. But the angel called a little human baby the Lord. That's a huge surprise. Glory to God in the high. This side of the room has fallen asleep here. Let's try that again. It was a huge surprise. Yes. We call this surprise, friends, the incarnation. Can you say that? Incarnation. It means that God has become a human, a person, a little baby. This is the central miracle of Christianity. It's, it's the fact that God, the God who made everything, has come in person. And the incarnation changes everything about everything. Let me explain why. Before, God seemed far away. He was so high above us. He was like a king in a castle that we never got to see because he was too important and we were too poor and lowly. But now the angel comes and says, guess what? This Lord, the God of everything, has come to you as a baby. He is God and man. That is who Jesus is. And the Bible says, because of that, Jesus actually knows everything that we feel. Kids, have you ever felt sad or angry? Have you ever felt tired or sick? Did you know that Jesus has felt everything that you feel? God knows how you feel, and he cares about you. He has had a scraped knee. God has been betrayed by friends. Your friends are being mean to you. Jesus knows what all that feels like. That's crazy. It's crazy that God made himself a person. It would be like me telling you, hey, you know the great big sun up there? It became a human. God becoming a person is even crazier than the sun becoming a person. So the first surprise was an angel with good news. The second surprise is that God had become a baby. And let's look what happens next. Look at verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. All of a sudden, there is like a thousand angels in the sky. That's a huge surprise. Glory to God in the Great. It's like, it's like a, I want you to picture, imagine this. God is up in heaven with all these angels, and he tells one messenger, he says, Hey, I want you to go announce these shepherds. And so he leaves. But God says, you know what, I I need more. I need more. Like, one is not enough. Let's send a thousand. God is so excited that one is not enough. And all of a sudden, there is this heavenly host that is declaring that Jesus has come. And they're singing glory to God in the highest. That, that scene, where, where do you have angels that are singing praises to God? In the, heavenly ho- in the heavenly throne room, what, what Luke is saying is that heaven has come to earth. That God has broken through the door into earth because he's so excited to invite everyone to this birthday party. Any themed birthday party is worth its salt. We'll have matching invitations, right? If you're having a superhero party... You should have superhero invitations. Same with unicorns or princesses. God's invitation is the same. Where do do angels live? Where do angels live? Heaven. Where do angels sing, worship, and praise God? Heaven. So what God is saying is, I am sending heaven to you in my Son. Heaven has come to earth. The invitation matches the party. And that's the third surprise. That heaven is coming down to earth. And that's why the angel says, peace on earth. God's glory is going to fill up the whole earth. And he's going to do it through this very little humble baby. Actually, there's a fourth surprise, a bonus surprise. Remember the angel called Jesus, Savior. How he saves his people is also a huge surprise. You would expect that if God came to earth, that he'd be like a king millionaire, right? Give me all the money, all the best food, the biggest house. I own it. I made it. But the angel tells the shepherds that they're going to find the baby lying where? In a manger. That's a food trough for animals, That's like putting a baby in a dog bowl. It's gross. It's humble. And God didn't invite the best or most important people. Who did he send all these invitations to? Shepherds. Shepherds. Just normal, ordinary shepherds. This this good news that God has come, it's for all the people, the angel says. Not just the most important. I love, the angel says, a savior has been born to you you get a savior and jesus his whole life would be surprising you see god came as a humble servant he would keep going down and down and down and down and he would go all the way down into suffering and even death it's like it's like if you if a friend of yours got fell down a well And they weren't strong enough to pull themselves up. In order to save them, you actually had to go down with them. Down, down, down into the darkness. And when you found them, when you got them, you would grab them, grab hold of them and pull them up as you go up. That's what God did to us on the cross. That's what God does every day with us. He is constantly pursuing us. He's constantly coming down to us by his Holy Spirit. That is who our God is. That is the good news. The greatest surprise is that God does not stay in heaven, but he comes to us over and over again. And we see this most clearly in the cross. Jesus paid hell on the cross to bring heaven to earth. And you know, the beautiful story of the Bible ends not with people going to heaven but heaven coming down to earth. So wherever you are, friends, wherever you are in life, God is full of surprises. And one of the best surprises he loves to do is to come to you in the most ordinary of moments, most ordinary things. In the very place where you feel the most abandoned and lonely, God promises to come to you. And friends, this party... This party, this surprise birthday party is for absolutely everyone. The shepherds go and they see the baby and they start telling everyone because that is what this party is. This party is going to absolutely overcome the whole world. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we thank you for the angels. We do say with them, glory to God in the highest. Father, we pray that you would meet us as you always do, would you meet us? Would you come down to us, O Lord, for your sake and for your glory in Christ's name? Amen.